Melbourne AA Steps Weekend 2008. This is Gary talking about Step 4. Hi everybody, I'm Gary, I'm an alcoholic. Hi Gary. I'm sober today by the grace of God and thanks to this program. And uh, I've enjoyed the day so far. It's good to see all you smiling faces out there now, look at you. And it's not because I'm here, it's the food, isn't it? It's the food. <laughs> They told me it's crayfish and prawns tomorrow. Come back. Is that right? I've got trapped for a couple of things this weekend that I wasn't expecting, but still it's lovely. It's, it really is. And um, just to hear that last speaker, you know, like, um, he's talking about 2006 coming in and standing up here. That's, that's absolutely beautiful. That's amazing, you know. And... Uh, no way could I have done that. No way in the first two years. But um, it's been a few years and a bit of water under the bridge since I did come in uh, into Alcoholics Anonymous. And uh, I, I just want to say that I sat around for about uh, 18 months and I said to my sponsor one day, I said, um, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. He said, this doesn't seem to work for me. And he said, it won't until you join. And I'd been going every night. <laughs> I thought, how dare you know? But anyway, the following Saturday night, I had a key in my hand and I was secretary of a group. And that was where things started to change. But I, I want to talk about a few things before I get to that. Um, because that was an important period of time. And I've been asked to speak today on the, on the purpose of why we need to do the fourth step. And there's someone presenting the fourth step guide after, after me. Well, is that correct? Yeah. So, um, anyway, I've just found out today I've got a blind date tonight. I'm going to get this in early in case I forget later. I've, I've, I've just met her. Her name's Nancy. She spoke last night. Now, if, if any of you haven't met her, yeah, some people said beware, you know. She's out, out looking, you know. I've got to watch you, Nancy. So, um, but anyway, um, if you want to know where we're going, we're going to the steps meeting at Frankston. Now, now if, you, if you didn't hear her last night, it's not far to go. Follow dead. Follow us dead. You know, I'm sure you'll enjoy yourself. So I'll get that out of the way quick, smart. I'm one of those that uh, I was beaten in every area when I came into Alcoholics Anonymous. My life was an absolute mess. And I said that several moons ago. Now, I came in on, uh, after the grand final in 1975. And uh, I'd, had a, I'd gone on quite a bender after the grand final and I knew that I had to do something. And uh, I, I managed to get back with my wife. She managed to let me back in the door and, uh, because things were pretty rough and I was spending more time in a holiday house that we had at Rushworth than I was down here in Hampton. And I said to her, I need to go somewhere, I need to go somewhere. I said, I, I can't go on. And she said, I don't care where you go, just, just go, you know. <laughs> but, but she rang a hospital, the nearest one to home. She picked one out of the phone book. And the hospital that she picked out of the phone book was a hospital called Montclair down in Brighton, which was not far from home, but the nearest you could get, you know. And, I, and at that time, like Montclair doesn't do the same things today, but they were treating people with problems with alcohol at that time and, and if that's not divine intervention right from the word go I'll go hey but um, uh, I, I, I staggered down there 
the following week and I met a man down there, Tony, and he told me all about him, himself. He told me he was an alcoholic and he told me uh, about Alcoholics Anonymous and I'd never heard of it. Heavy drinker like me, who'd talk about Alcoholics Anonymous in the pubs I drank in? You know, last thing you talk about. He told me about the hospital and everything and I, I, I was shaking, I was shaking like a jelly. And uh, I, I had to get out and I got out fast. But he gave me one of the most important books you can have, is a meetings book. And uh, he told me to try and get along to a meeting at Garden Vale that night, which I did. And I sat right down the very back row. And the chairman opened the meeting up and he said, that guy down the back, would you like to speak first? And I... <laughs> so I finished in the North Brighton Hotel. But, <laughs> but um, I... <laughs> no way was I going to speak, I can tell you. But, um, it was, a, it was the start of a, a long road because um, for the next six months I walked in and out of meetings not wanting to be there, not, not wanting to be an alcoholic, knowing damn well that I was. My life was completely stuffed, you know, but uh, not wanting to accept it. But, uh, but I was beaten to my knees by the, the following February. On the 23rd of February 1976, I put it down. And a day at a time from then until now, I haven't had the need to pick it up. And uh, it's been a brilliant road. It's been really good. But the first couple of years were, were two years of um, really going through uh, the motions. Um, I, got, I, I kept getting told, just keep going to meetings, just keep going to meetings, you know, you'll get the message eventually, keep going to meetings. And uh, I was, and people were saying, how are you? And I was saying, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine, you know, yeah, great. My wife at home saying, I wish the hell you'd pick up a drink. You're far easier to live with when you're drinking than what you are now. But as far as I was concerned and everyone at meetings, I was telling them I was fine. And I, I knew that I had to do something, but I didn't know what I had to do. I was reading the textbook, the big book of AA, and I, and I couldn't understand it. I couldn't follow it. And I, um, as I said, I, I was handed a key after a period of time, and I, I became secretary of a, of a group. And the, and the group I was secretary of was Brighton at the time, and Brighton in those days was a big meeting of about 140 to 150 every week. And I asked the chap one night if he would chair the meeting. And his name was Bob P, Bob Preston. And he chaired the meeting and he called the first speaker and the first speaker got up and he said his name was so-and-so and, -so and uh, I'm 12 years sober and uh, I've had a shocking week and uh, I feel suicidal and things aren't working out at home. And he set the mood for the meeting. And Bob called eight speakers and eight speakers told similar stories. And Bob couldn't close the meeting quick enough at half past nine. And when he did, he pulled a group of us together. He said, we have to do something about this. There are so many people that are... We, we're, this was a meeting that had 30 patients from uh, Montclair and about 16 patients from Delmont there. And this was the type of thing they were being greeted with and it just wasn't good enough. And Bob said, we have to do something. We've got to do something about getting people into the steps. And I'm saying, yeah, yeah, sure, you know, like... He knew a lot more about it than I did because I still couldn't figure out the book. I was having real trouble with it, even though I was secretary of the group. But um, we got onto a man named Austin who'd opened up a little coffee shop in Richmond and we asked him could we use the coffee shop in Richmond, which was opposite St Ignatius, and we started a meeting there, uh, a steps meeting on a Thursday night. And people started to flock there and go there and... Um, it grew into something very big and it grew into what was called the Unity Group. Some have heard of it, have you? Yeah. And 
how it got us name was one Sunday night, Bob said, let's have a steering committee meeting, and we all met there Sunday night, and there was 28 people turned up, and he called it the Unity Group. He said, how could we call it anything else with the Unity that's been shown here tonight? And that's how it got us name. And from that Unity Group, the Triangle Group came out of that as well, later on, which also was quite successful in helping people uh, through the big book. And... Uh, also into how to um, use the steps in their life. And during this period of time, I, I was growing as well, but, um, and I was, I was very pleased that I, I was one of those that was put into the situation that went through that. But uh, I was still having trouble at home. Um, I, thought I, was, I thought I was improving. My sponsor said to me one day, he said, how long is it since you thought of a drink? And I thought, oh, gee, I can't remember. So something was working. That was a psychic change in me. And my wife still was saying, if the hunchback of Notre Dame had come along and smiled at her, she would have taken off with him. <laughs> she just didn't want me in her life at all. But uh, eventually something did happen, and it wasn't the hunchback. It was Lurch out of Adam to Adam's family, and she decided that that was it. And, uh, and I was absolutely devastated. I couldn't work it out. I thought I was cruising. I'm getting better. So it was, it was like my last prop had been knocked out from underneath me and I knew that I had to do something. And up until then, I'd been self-will running on self-will. That's all. And self-will cannot control self-will. But that's what I was trying to do. And I sat down and I started to write my life story and put it together. Still not understanding the big book and the text. And I wrote, the, I wrote out my life story. And, and at the time when I was writing it, uh, my son and I moved into a house on our own in East Bentley. And uh, I had it all over the, I had it all over the uh, kitchen table. We didn't have much. We had a table and one bed, I think, and an old couch. And... Um, I was, I, I was writing it all out and, and a postie went past out the front. I heard his whistle, so I've gone out and I looked in the mailbox to, to see if there's anything there, as if anyone would write to me, it'd only be a bill anyway. But um, The woman over the road came over and she said, oh, hello, my name's Mrs Mack. She said, I, I'd like to introduce myself, you know, and I'd like to meet your wife. And I said, there's no wife. Oh, you poor man. I'm thinking, oh, God, just... just <laughs> butt off, you know, but oh, I'll make your soup for you and your son tonight you know, and everything so about an hour later there's a, about an hour later there's a knock on the door and there's a man standing there and he's got his collar back the front and he said Mrs Max rang me to say that you've just moved into our parish and I thought oh, just what I need, you know this is, a, this is it, so I invited him in and, he's, and, I, and offered him a cup of coffee and I told him a bit about myself and he said, I don't want to be rude, he said, but that book you've got on the table there, he said, it's the second best book ever written. And I said, is that so? <laughs> and I said, how would you know that? And he said, one of the leaders of that fellowship, he said, his daughter's a nun at our school. And I said, is that so? I said, and who might this leader be? You know. <laughs> and he said, his name's Marshall. And I thought, bloody hell, you know, how small a world is this? But... He said to me when he was leaving, he said, if you ever want to do anything about what you've got there, he said, feel free to come and see me. And I believe when the pupil's ready, the teacher appears. And I did. But when I went and saw him, it confused him. 
because she'd done it before and he'd done it with several other people. He said, what you've done here, he said, you've, you've written a lot of stuff here. He said, it's irrelevant. He said, you've written down where I went to school and you went to school. He said, and you and I could get sidetracked on this. He said, and we could be talking for half an hour about our school days. He said, what you need to do is follow the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous from page 64 to page 71. He said, you need to list your resentments and your fears. He said, and do it as the book says. He said, and when you do that, he said, you'll be able to see where your resentments and your fears are causing a lot of that self-will that you're running right on. He said, and as long as you continue with it, you'll block it. you're blocking yourself from the sunlight of the spirit. And you can't do what the, you can't do anything about the decision that you're making in step three to take action on those things. And uh, he started to make a lot of sense to me, and my story was quite confusing. So I went back home, and um, I, I actually grabbed hold of a member that very very few people probably thought would know much about the big book. But he knew quite a bit. He was an older member, like. A lot of the older members in those days would say, oh, that's takes a big book, you know. They'd pick the big book up and say, I've never read this, you know. But they did help you, they did help you stay sober by getting you the meetings, I'll say that. But, but there was a man, Brighton Bob, um, that helped me. And he was involved with the Brighton meeting. And, um, yeah, I owe him a lot. I owe him a lot. But he not only made me look, he, he, he not only got me to do it, and I was feeling so bad sometimes in some of the things that I was writing, that um, he said to me, look at some of the good things about yourself. And I said, I don't have any. And because uh, the more I wrote, the more I seemed to be uh, feeling terrible. But uh, I said, I don't have any. He said, well, you've got a son, haven't you? And I said, yeah. He said, do you love him? And I said, of course I do. He said, do you clothe him, feed him? Do you get him to school? Do you look after him? I said, of course I do. He said, well, start putting some of those good qualities down. He said, don't just knock yourself. He said, you've all, we've all got good qualities. You know, look at some of your good stuff too, you know. And... He helped me with a lot of that, doing doing it that way, you know. So, but I eventually did what the book said, and uh, and um, it's what I needed to do. I got back with him, and uh, that's another story I could go on about. But uh, I know that I walked free. I got rid of a monkey off my back that I'd been carrying for years after I did it. Uh, so, it's it's a very very important part of the uh, of the program. But. I'm going to stand here and say, well, you might think, well, why, what am I doing here now? You know, there's someone coming two years. You know, I love hearing people two years, but I'm the length of my arm away from being a drunk, and I know that, even today. And there's others in this room that have been around longer than me. And there's never been a week go by that I have not attended a meeting of Alcoholics Anonymous. I've spent a lot of times in steps meetings, discussion groups, um, not just identification meetings, I, I go to all sorts of meetings. I, I love AI, I love what it's given me, and um, I try to put back, I try to give back. Um, it's just, I don't know where I'd be, and, and I wouldn't try. I would not try to survive out there without it. I've seen too many, I've seen many fail. And uh, this kills, this kills this rotten stuff. Um, so, if you're new around here, my advice to anybody is don't just sit with the identification meetings and get somewhere where you can get help with the textbook. It was when I got help with the textbook that I got to understand it. And by sitting with a group of people, I remember sitting in, um, Chris B ran a, a series at Richmond once. She went for 13 weeks and I asked her and I said, can you do me a favour and not call me once? 
I said, I just want to sit and listen. I don't want to sit there thinking of what I'm going to say when I get called. And I, and I got more out of that series than I got out of a lot of other series. You know, so, you know, there's a lot of things that I've had to do to, to get where I am. But um, I am today um, yeah, a very, very grateful member of Alcoholics Anonymous. And thank you for being here today. Information about the annual Melbourne AA Steps Weekend is available from www.stepsweekend.aagroup.org.au Thanks for letting us share.